Good evening, my friends. This is the auto cram program number five, solo episode number four. I was originally anticipating having a, a guest on uh, this evening. However, I think that that might happen next week uh, instead of this weekend. And so I am doing a bit of an improvisation, um, a style of which I would like to get better at. I'd like to <clears throat> get better at these monologues. and Because I do like to talk, uh, I guess, amongst myself, one might say. Uh, or at least share my thoughts uh, in a stream of consciousness type of style. And it's one that I'd like to get better at. And I think it's a style that would benefit this type of a program or podcast just because uh, of the limited nature of, of potential guests, uh, the willingness of, of guests to come on, um, just because, again, as I specified in my first episode, uh, none of us are immune uh, uh, to being able to say what it is that uh, we might want to say. Albeit, uh, you know, this guest that I'm working on, I think that uh, he'd be a great guest, and I think, he's, I think we'll be able to schedule something in the meantime, uh, and I'm excited, and I look forward to that. Uh, but as it stands today, uh, like I said, stream of consciousness style, uh, I have a, a number of topics that I'd like to talk about, and I, I just I just want to get more comfortable with uh, sharing my thoughts, and not necessarily having to have a specific subject to go off of, but more just talking about, uh, you know, Again, what it's like to be uh, to live the human experience and to to um, exactly that, just to, to to live and and just thoughts that I've had throughout the week, um, things I've read, and uh, again, like I said, topics uh, that I want to touch on. And so today, I want to take us back to when I graduated from college, uh, which was back in 2016. Uh, I graduated from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo with a degree in uh, business administration and I concentrated in finance. And coming out of college, uh, to tell you the truth, you know, I had never done an internship. I never really sought out an internship. I was a junior college uh, transfer student at the time and, and not that this is an excuse, but, you know, transfer students don't necessarily... Um, get internships. You know, there's not that many uh, internship opportunities when you're going to junior college. And I really didn't put in uh, the amount of the, the, the right amount of effort to obtain an internship my first year or two um, when I had attended Cal Poly. And in the second year, that's my last year. So you're, you're basically just either trying to get an internship, which turns into a job, or you're trying to get a full-time job without having any sort of intern experience. Um, and so anyways, I had come out of, you know, I graduated in 2016, no intern experience. Um, you know, my only work experience was really working on uh, a ranch down in Chular. It was a ranch that my, the company that my dad worked for at the time ran. And I was actually under the supervision of my current uh, landlord and, and good friend of mine, uh, Robbie and Dominic as well. So I learned a lot there, uh, but that was my only real work experience, like legitimate work experience. I worked at Starbucks at, at Cal Poly, uh, but that was a limited time. And so I was essentially just going out into the world fresh. And I had an opportunity, um, you know, I landed an internship uh, upon graduating with 
uh, uh, financial institution at the time. And I that eventually did turn into a job, turn into uh, what I had hoped for, which was a full-time career or full-time job at least. And with that, it involved me moving up to Santa Rosa, California, which is NorCal. It's about an hour north of, of San Francisco. And I remember when I got there, when I got settled, uh, once the honeymoon effect of the job had worn off and I really was just in the grind of everyday life, I remember sitting there at my studio, studio apartment there in Santa Rosa and really thinking to myself, man, uh, is this it? This is it? Uh, this is what I've been uh, told to pursue. This is what I've been told is the ultimate goal, which is, you know, society tells us as young adults that the ultimate, you know, go to college, uh, get a job, get a career, you know, buy a house, have kids, have a family, so on and so forth. Kind of the the standard plan uh, to be a successful uh, member of society. And there's no arguing that that route is one that does lead to a successful uh, member of society and for many people leads to a a path of happiness and contentment and uh, just a meaningful life in general. Uh, But I do remember sitting there in my studio apartment at that time and just wondering, you know, this is it. You know, I'm single at that time. Uh, I'm healthy. I'm young. Uh, I have a good job. I'm employed. And I'm living on my own. And still I felt this sense of emptiness. This sense of, of lack of freedom is what I really felt. You know, I think that we're brought up those that are fortunate enough to have the opportunity and to be coerced into the idea that we are going to go to college and we are going to be successful, we're brought up to believe that at the end of the line or once those accomplishments are made, freedom will be there. We will be free. We will be able to live the lives that we want. We will be able to do whatever we want in this world. We will be able to grow and be successful and have meaningful, influential lives, uh, ones of which our peers will commend us for and and remember us for. And again, if I listen to myself saying that, it's like, well, where do you live? You live in like a a fantasy land or what? But I I have a feeling that that's a a vast majority of us. And I'm not saying that in my upbringing, uh, I was deliberately told that of which I just said, but just I feel like that's just a general belief amongst people like myself who are going through those processes and those stages in life that, you know, once I graduate from college, uh, I've, I've made it in a sense. You know, I've made it. Not that you don't have to work and become, uh, you know, and, and climb the, the, the social ladder uh, to say, but just that I'm free. And at that time in my life, like I really did not feel free and it, it has taken a long time and I still to this day uh, struggle with feeling truly free. You know, we, we say that we live in America and it's the most free country in the world and 
and all the opportunity um, is there for us if we want it. Uh, but again, I think that that is a bit of a farce. I think that it is there, no doubt. Um, it is there, the opportunity to be free. But once you graduate from college and once you're on your own and once you're really independent, you understand that being free isn't just having the opportunity to do whatever you want. Being free comes with a large number of risks if you want to be truly free. And that was something that, as I've said repeatedly in this podcast already, only eight minutes in, uh, I wasn't feeling at the time. And that's not a, that's not to say that that's a, a dig or a criticism of the job that I had at the time or the job that I have currently. Uh, it's just how I was feeling. And I feel that that is what many people my age uh, have dealt with. And I think it leads back to something that Sandra and I were discussing. Uh, one thing that I, towards the end of our podcast last week, I was talking about when I asked her to share some advice and she asked me to share some advice is that I was saying that in today's world, you graduate from college and let's say you have a, let's just say you have a business degree. So you go work for a business and at that business, you're a, a some entry level position, which has its standard corporate ladder that you can climb and and grow and become more and more wealthy and have better benefits and more responsibility. Uh, However, at the starting line, you're all basically the same. And there's 150, 200, 300 of those positions. To me, it just doesn't make sense that of those positions, all 300 people that are filling those roles are going to obtain a sense of meaning, a sense of satisfaction, a sense of contentment, and drive within those jobs. I feel like as as just human beings and people that are living the human experience, that doesn't make sense rationally. If you use common sense, it's like we're such unique individual people that why would two of the same jobs filled by two individual people lead to an outcome of those two feeling as though they are living meaningful lives and and, and growing and being themselves and pursuing something that they truly feel allows them to be free. And that's something that I had touched on there. And that's where I feel like it is very important to know what one truly believes in and truly wants to do. And so I guess we go back, you know, again, this is kind of a freestyle podcast. I know I'm a little all over, I don't know, maybe I'm all over the place. Maybe I'm not, but Let's go back to, like I said, 2016. I'm in Santa Rosa. I'm kind of realizing that I'm not as free as I thought I was. You know, I remember, uh, like I said, I was on the ranch prior to that, uh, out in the open, outside and whatnot, driving the truck around and moving pipe and digging weeds and, and, and ditches and whatnot and on the tractor a little bit. And now all of a sudden I've graduated and I'm in this this position where I'm kind of feeling like I'm not as free as I expected to be. Uh, and I'm also feeling as though I'm, not only do I feel not free, but I feel like I'm in a little bit of a cage. You know, I'm. it's my first office job. And I remember feeling as though I was like a wild horse 
that was being broke. You know, like when a wild horse is being broke and tamed to be able to be ridden, uh, I felt as though I was a wild horse that was being broke and tamed to become used to sitting in an office all day long and in front of a computer all day long. And mind you, I was never a, a computer guy. You know, I've never been technologically savvy. I've never been a, a, a video gamer. I've been ter I'm terrible at video games. Uh, so this really wasn't any sort of, this was all new to me. You know, being confined to a small, I'll say it, cell all day long, eight hours, eight, nine hours a day, uh, expected to sit in front of a screen and, and, do, and do work. And it was hard. It was really hard. And so on top of the feeling of just realizing that, hey, I'm not as free as I thought I would be at this time in my life, uh, I'm also confined to this small space doing something that I'm not accustomed to doing. Man, it just put fuel to the fire. And, you know, you can, you rationalize it, you make the most out of what you what you can find in those situations you make the most out of out of the people that you're with uh the work that you're doing uh you tell it you know you 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 reinforce yourself that hey you know I'm I'm making money I'm making progress I'm doing this but my problem was it was like man this is it like this is what I'm doing you know uh uh, and, and that's kind of what drives me to this day is to do what I'm, what I'm trying to do, which is, you know, I, I, I you know, I, so I have a, I have a, a, a whiteboard, you know, in my current studio today, I live in San Benancio behind my good friend Robbie's house and I have a whiteboard at the, uh, attached to the wall at the foot of my bed. And on that board, I call it my beast board. And I have a number of quotes, uh, ones that have struck me at different times. You know, I have the date on there. I have uh, just little things that kind of uh, keep me going. And they change from time to time. But one of them that's been up there for a while is, what is it to be free? And that was a question posed by Gil Franzel, the Buddhist teacher that I've mentioned here uh, in my last solo podcast. And that's just kind of really one thing, one topic that really has pushed me to continue uh, to pursue, which is to pursue personal freedom as well as personal truth. And, and as I touched on uh, towards the end of our last podcast with Sandra, uh, you know, you're, you're trying to develop this truth within yourself so that way you can self-actualize that truth. You know, you want to put that truth that you've realized internally and manifest it uh, externally. And so for me, I think it comes to no surprise. And, you know, I've been hesitant to say this publicly on a podcast or something like that. But I, again, I guess, I guess it goes to feeling not free, but anybody who knows me and knows what I'm doing, uh, let's put the cards on the table. Like I want my own bakery. You know, I want to have my own shop. I want to make bread for the community. I want to make pastries. Uh, and I, I work hard on it. It's honest, hard work. Uh, I have a fair price and a good product. And that's what I want, you know. And that to me 
goes back to Santa Rosa when I started to originally, when I first started to make bread in 2016, uh, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Once I really started to get into making bread back then and I started to share it with my friends and see what occurred when I shared that with them, I knew that that's what I wanted to do, but it took me a long time, four years, four years to really start to come to terms with this is my own personal truth and this is what will lead me to feeling free, which is not what I was feeling with my job once I had graduated. And again, you know, again, that's absolutely no way a dig on my job when I first came out of college. It's not a dig on my current job because they're exactly the same jobs, uh, different companies, but the same job. And, but I, I realized that truth within myself. And I, I've, I've said this before and uh, not on the podcast, but to, to me, baking and baking bread, uh, Yes. Do I love doing it? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a craft. It's an art. It's fun to, for me to continually think about the logistics of, uh, from an operational standpoint, how am I going to make, you know, 15 more loaves? Like, how am I going to make uh, 30 loaves? How am I going to deliver all these? How am I going to, you know, what's my schedule going to be like? Like, how do I need to prep for this? What do I need to do to ensure uh, these loaves get to their destination on time and, 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 come out uh, to a quality which I'm okay with. Those logistics, those are all fun things. But, And I do love making bread, but again, like, I'm not really a, a, like a bread guy. Like I don't, you know, I love bread, I love making bread, uh, but I don't love eating bread. You know, up until I started to make bread, like I was really kind of an, an not, not anti-carb, but just like I didn't eat a lot of carbs. Like I was just kind of a, uh, meat and vegetables type of dude uh, that came from my own athletic career and just just personal fitness and whatnot and bread when it really came to me it came to me in the form of an of an art you know and that's something that I that really uh, drove my interest and so from the beginning uh, you know I knew that this is kind of something that really wanted I really wanted to do I really you know, one of my most vivid memories is being in Santa Rosa and on the phone with my mom and just kind of pacing around my, my studio at the time, just so excited and just being like, look, there is a market for this. I want to have a bakery. I want to have a farmer's market. I want to, uh, to do this at a larger scale. And I just, I knew at that point that this is what I wanted to do. But again, that's 2016. And here I am, it took the first week of 2020, it was January, the first week in January, for me to finally say, I'm going to try to sell. Um, and so all that time was spent realizing and accepting and understanding that this is the path for me, this is the path I want to follow. And I've so, so again, you know, I've said uh, to people, that for me, making bread is not just making bread. Making bread to me is a gateway to my own ultimate freedom, which, you know, I've said it before, and it might sell, it might sound, you know, arrogant or conceited or whatever, but man, 
like, I want to be able to make a living by being myself, you know, by being true to who I am. I want to be able to make a living. I don't want to, I don't need to become a millionaire. I don't need to make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, but I want to be able to live by being myself. And bread is a way to obtain that. This podcast is a way to build off of that. You know, I've always wanted to do a podcast. I've always wanted to have a bakery. uh, And I've always wanted to write. And those are, you know, the, the podcast and the writing are things that I still want to instill in me and I'm still working towards. But bread to me is the primary factor which will allow me to make a living by being myself. And that, to me, is the ultimate freedom. And that would be living a free life. That would be living a life that I don't have to answer to anybody. I don't have to feel guilty about not being fully passionate about what I'm doing. You know, uh, I don't feel like I have to pretend when I'm around anybody. You know, when I, when I come off of a day where I'm baking bread and, you know, I feel like I've worked hard. You know, I feel like I earned that day and I want to feel much more of those. I would like to feel those every day. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, that's that. Like I said, that's a that's a that's a a way to be free. And I think it goes like I said before, it goes back towards what we were saying with what I was talking about with Sandra, which was uh, taking the time to truly understand yourself to accept yourself and to accept your own desires as to what it is that you want and and finally coming to grips with like hey it's okay to feel that this might be different it's okay to feel that that this path is not the main path that everybody is taking that this path is yours you know you might have experienced one of those 300 jobs that are all the same in corporate America today and you might be in those right now and you might be feeling what I'm feeling what what I'm speaking about which is not being free and you might look to your left and your right and you're like man these guys have the same jobs but like this guy seems really into it this guy seems really into it but like I'm not and one of the things that I've said recently is that if I was to ever have the ability to have my own employees. I would always make sure to have a genuine conversation with them from time to time and say, do you like your job? You know, and that might be a funny, a silly question to ask an employee because one might say, well, they're obviously going to say yes. But I feel as though if you have one, that question is not asked often enough. And if you're not asking your employees that question, I think that there's kind of a reason because you probably kind of know what the answer is. But if you have, you know, me, myself, if I had a little bakery and I had a few employees, I'd like to have the relationship and have the the, the standard to be like, hey, man, do you like your job? Like, do you like what's going on here? Are you are you doing OK with it? Like, are you are you enjoying yourself? And if you're not, why? What can I do to help make it better? Um you know, what's up? Do you, what do you need? 
You know, just having an honest conversation, honest dialogue with your employees, I feel like is so necessary to business today, which I don't think happens enough. Now, that might be a factor of small business. Small business might be able to do that. Corporate business, I think that they're just like, well, you know, you got the golden handcuffs, you got the good job, you got XYZ, I'm giving you all this stuff, uh, I don't need to ask you. And that's fine too. But I'd like to be free. You know, I'd like to be free. I think it kind of goes towards something that I was saying or, or something that I was reading. And again, this this autobiography of Alan Watts, still haven't finished it. I'm still working on it. It's a little bit of a long book. But uh, he was speaking about something or wrote, wrote about something that I thought was interesting. Uh, and it was essentially saying... You know, he's back, and this is back in the 1950s when he's writing this, or at least at least that's the time period he's speaking of, and he's talking about people essentially being them their real selves and how it can be taboo. It is taboo to be truly honest in today's world, and he was saying that back then, like they would even have, they'd go so far as to have these meetings and these clinics or you know you'd have these these uh, retreats where everybody there is in the nude because by wearing clothing that retreat deemed clothing as a source of uh, security and shielding the true self however alan watts was pointing out he's like look like you guys are here and now you're naked and now it's even more awkward to be your true self and to tell you what you're actually thinking. Because, you know, I've never been in that kind of a situation, but if I was, like, man, there'd be a fuckload of thoughts going on in my mind and there's a shitload of them that I would hell, certainly would not say in that time period. But if the whole purpose of the exercise is to unshield yourself from... from from society and from external pressures but I'm still afraid to truly say how I feel then what the fuck are we doing here and I feel that that is kind of an exaggeration of what goes on today is that we all are brought up to expect and to receive this this holy grail of opportunities which is again Graduate college, be young, healthy, employed, uh, in a big, you know, not big, it doesn't have to be big, but a successful company that that is our shield, that is our clothing. And to express how we truly feel, to say that I want to have a bakery, to say that I, I want to be myself and I want to find a way to make a living off of that is taboo. And is one that might be criticized or punishable or you tell me. I don't know. But I'm tired of it. And I want, my whole point, I just feel like there's probably more people than me that feel this way. You know, there's more people out there that I think feel this way. And I, that's why I kind of wanted to share it. And I don't know. You know, you tell me. What is it to be free to you? 
what does it mean to be free? Uh, I think we can go off of, I don't know, I think we can go down many different places and many different paths on what that means. You know, it's a, it's a similar thing when people say, you know, I'm not rich, but I'm wealthy. I'm not rich, but I'm wealthy. What does that mean to you? I know what it means to me, um, but what does that mean to you? And and I feel like having that that artificial security, that belief that yeah, I made it, that I I I'm here, I'm I'm in my job, I'm, I'm rocking, I'm rolling, I'm climbing the ladder, I'm doing my thing. That sense of security just adds to your own if you really dive into it. And if you if you're happy with that, that's ideal. Ideal. No doubt. Ideal. But if you have a feeling of a little bit of un un you know uncertainty, you know, lack of confidence in what's going on, a little bit of like, hey man, like is this for me? Is this not for me? What, what's the deal here? But you try to bury that. That just adds fuel to the fire. And that just makes your security go even tenfold. And now it's going to be even harder to get out of it. And no, I don't really, to be quite honest, I don't know quite where I'm going with that. But what I'm saying is if you feel that way, honor that feeling, respect it. Don't fucking up and quit your job and go live in a cave. You can. And I'll probably envy you. You know, you'd be like Musashi and go do that. But. In this day and age, you know, probably best not to do it. And also, best to realize, acknowledge, honor, and just build that feeling and build that sense of trust that you know what you want. You know, you know. Whether you recognize it or not, or whether you accept it or not, you know what it is that you want. And the more that you come to grips, and the more you gain comfortability, the more it will begin to manifest and that's kind of what I have to share you know about a half hour in uh, I'm not just not totally confident that this podcast made a lot of sense I hope it did I think I I think I you know uh, held myself well uh, have been being that this is kind of a impromptu freestyle solo podcast but I will tell you this here in Salinas California is a beautiful fall winter day almost like it seems like we've broken the cold or the, the heat spell uh you know it was cold i had three layers on today in the mid 50s uh, a little rain last night and, and blustery all day today but uh good day nonetheless um and so yeah that's what i've got for you today let's see if i have a maybe have a quote from from alan watts um Let's see, what do I have here? There are a lot of highlights lately. If you read, if you're a reader, but you don't carry a highlighter in your book, I strongly recommend it uh, because it's just so handy. It's so handy to be able to just highlight some some uh, sentences or you know put a bracket around a paragraph, and just so that way you know. Uh, what really stuck out to you? 
you know, all these all these ones that I have highlighted that I'm seeing right now, they are would take some context uh, to give. And to be totally honest with you, I'm not entirely prepared to explain all of them right now. Um, but maybe that'll be a different podcast. The difficulty of being humble and even kind is that it often requires that you be frankly selfish, that you discover your real feelings and follow them as if they were holy scripture. That sounds pretty relevant to what I was talking about today. I'll read the paragraph. I should have known by then that self-improvement is a dangerous form of vanity. By the age of 35, one's character is firmly formed and has to be regarded as an instrument to be used rather than changed. When you try to be other than what you are, you give people expectations that are most unlikely to be fulfilled. To avoid being a serious disappointment to others, you must accept and respect your own limitations. The difficulty of being humble and even kind is that it often requires you to be frankly selfish, that you discover your real feelings and follow them as if they were holy scripture. This should be easy, as a Zen master has said, act as you will, go on as you feel. This is the incomparable way. So I'll leave it with that. Uh, I do have a music recommendation. I found this guy. It appears on Spotify, appears that he's pretty popular. His name is Maverick Sabre, S-A-B-R-E. And my... uh, recommendations would be to listen to slow down and into nirvana uh, the album of which is called when i wake up Uh, i've put it on shuffle a couple times and it seems pretty good so yeah i hope this made sense hope this podcast was good Uh, and i hope to you know hopefully we have a guest on next week Uh, if not uh, i will try to do another freestyle so let me know what you think and uh, you guys have yourself a good week Good night.